This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com, and it's my pleasure to be speaking with David Shaw, Chief Information Security Officer for the State of Ohio. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. Glad to be here, Eric. To begin, take a few moments to tell us how IT security has been governed in Ohio and how is that changing? IT security as an enterprise function is a fairly new process in the state of Ohio. Since about 2007-2008, it's really been left up to the agencies to deal with information security on their own without a lot of enterprise governance. We've had some standardized policies, procedures as far as IT use, IT procurement, but really getting an enterprise focus on security, information security, is relatively new. Around uh, 2008, the state hired a chief information security officer and also hired a chief privacy officer, both of those positions being required in law. And since then, uh, we've created the Office of Information Security and Privacy, where myself and our chief privacy officer, Darren Arnold, work with agencies and the boards and commissions throughout the state to try and address information security and privacy as an enterprise function as opposed to as an ad hoc function as it's been done in the past. Why did the legislature see the need to separate the CISO from the chief privacy officer? Well, you know, I can't speak as to why the the legislature decided to do that. We're both organized under the chief information officer, and it's clear that there's an understanding that there's a very close relationship between the two disciplines, privacy and security, but there is also a separation there. I mean, security a lot of times gets into some very technical aspects, technical controls dealing a lot with IT. Not that that's the only function of security, but privacy is more typically addressed as a compliance measure, data handling aspects, that sort of thing. It's nice, I think, in the state that we've got these two functions working very collaborative. Myself and Darren Arnold work very closely on almost every issue to make sure that we are covering both aspects, that I'm not getting so focused on security and the technology and forgetting maybe some of the privacy aspects of that or the compliance issues that maybe aren't always on the forefront of my radar. In Ohio, like other states, is looking at consolidation of IT as a way to drive efficiencies during these economically troubled times. Tell us a little bit about this consolidation that's going on. How does that relate to a federated approach to IT security? And is there more than just economics that are driving these changes? From a governance standpoint, it's still somewhat federated. I mean, obviously, we're working towards an enterprise stance on information security, but there's still a lot of control within the agencies to address the various issues that they face in their business environment. It's not like consolidation is going to completely remove the federated aspects of the environment or the federated aspects of IT. Obviously, the economic perspective that we can all agree to a common platform, we can leverage enterprise spend, and the same holds true with security controls. If we can address a particular issue that we're facing from a security perspective with a common approach, then we can leverage enterprise spend. We can also leverage things like best-of-breed solutions. You know, historically, coming from a federated environment, coming from agencies dealing with information security on their own, we've developed some best-of-breed areas. If one agency is 
very mature in a discipline like data loss prevention, then we can, as an enterprise, learn from that and avoid some of the missteps or some of the landmines, so to speak, at the beginning of the implementation of some, some type of project around implementing data loss prevention and, you know, save the state money, save us time, get us mature much quicker. So there's a lot of advantages to consolidating both the, the IT infrastructure and security. One of the areas I believe that you're approaching this consolidated effort is with the National Institute of Standards and Technology Special Publication 853, Recommended Security Controls for Federal Information Systems and Organizations. How did that initiative get started, and why is it important, and how would it be implemented? The project got started around the identification that all agencies are trying to respond to audits, for one, from a number of different sources. We have state auditors, we have internal auditors, we also have federal auditors that we're all trying to respond to. And in many cases, one of the big hurdles that we have to get past is understanding what is appropriate as opposed to what is suggested or what is recommended in the way of security controls. The multi-agency CIO Advisory Council and the Chief Information Officer for the State of Ohio decided that we needed to spin off a subcommittee to specifically address enterprise security issues, enterprise information security as a whole. And we created this group called the Chief Information Security Officer Leadership Subcommittee. And one of the first tasks that was given to that group was to address this concept of should we standardize on a framework for security controls? Because we had some agencies that were addressing security controls under a NIST model. Other agencies were looking at ISO. Some agencies were looking at COVID or ITIL or any, any number of frameworks that were out there. And while when you boil them all down, there's a lot of consistency across the different standards, it still left us addressing them differently across the enterprise. So when this group first met, we started talking about whether this made sense to standardize on a common approach so that we could have both a consistent way of addressing it in the, in the agencies, but also a consistent way of responding back to auditors as to what they should be seeing in our environments. What are the appropriate controls to have in our environment? We quickly came to the idea that, that NIST was probably the best framework for us as state government to adopt, and a lot of that was focused around many of the agencies having to deal with federal requirements already around the NIST framework receiving federal funds and they were they were having to respond to federal auditors very much in, in a consistent way with, with the NIST framework. So one of the new developments in this process has been the recognition that there's a lot of work that's gone into developing the 20 critical controls under the consensus audit guidelines, or the CAG as they're commonly referred to. We're going to address this implementation issue by giving agencies a timeline to comply with the 20 critical controls, which, again, align very closely with the NIST framework, and then from that build on to, through our implementation of an information security strategic plan, build on to this baseline of the 20 critical controls into full implementation of NIST over a multi-year period. Because let's face it, implementing or even retrofitting an information security framework is not something that's done overnight. It takes time. I think many agencies, many states have faced this very same problem and have come to the same conclusion that it, it takes years sometimes to get this fully out the enterprise. And when this is all done in a few years, 
How will you know that your efforts have been successful? Largely, you know your efforts have been successful when you see an improvement in your overall security posture. I hate to take the approach of looking at security success as the lack of an event happening because I truly believe that events are going to occur. It's how well you're positioned to either defend or respond to that event that really, I believe, signals your success. With that regard, we will know that we're being successful in the implementation of this. One, that we have a consistent enterprise approach across state agencies, but also that when these incidents occur, that the, the state is better prepared and can rely and pull from resources across the enterprise as opposed to having to deal with things in a singular or ad hoc focus. Thanks, Dave. Okay, well, thank you. That's David Shaw, Chief Information Security Officer for the State of Ohio. I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.